Hope we're all doing absolutely fantastic. Welcome to this week's episode of the Body Brain Belief Podcast. Very formal that no, was. Jen. I'm not formal. That was though. Yeah. You're the least formal person I think I know. <laughs> yeah. Right, I, I, I don't have like formalities within me. We're the opposite in that aspect, aren't we? Do you know what? I think the only time I'll be formal is on a phone, potentially. And I think that's just because I'm nervous. Really? I'm nervous. Do you, um, for anybody who doesn't know what Jen just did, do you want to explain? <laughs> <laughs> Randomly doing high pitch, I was nervous for no reason whatsoever. Just I do case. it so often that I forget. Mm-hmm. If anybody used to listen to Mick Grimshaw on Radio 1 when he used to do, back in the day when he used to do breakfast pre Greg James, um, obviously he's like great pals with Rita Ora, and he used to sound clip this clip of Rita Ora all the time saying, I was nervous. And I just say it all the time. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, just in case I don't know, I was wondering why you randomly did it. <laughs> my favourite thing that you have to do on the phone is when you have to do the phonetic alphabet because you don't oh, know no. what any of the letters are. <laughs> I am that woman on that video, aren't I? That woman what on is, that video. What did she say? If you haven't seen this video... Scottish woman. Yeah, it is. It's based... I'm assuming it's her daughter recording her trying to... Uh, give like the postcode or the she's trying to spell a word basically using the phonetic alphabet and it is genuinely hands down one of the funniest things I've ever seen when she says N for Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. I genuinely let up tears the first time I watched that. Like, I was in agony. It's because that's the last one she does as well and there's so many funny ones that lead up to it. But then when she gets to N and does Niagara Falls, it's just like another level, isn't it? There's one as well that she uses that could be any letter at the beginning that really makes me laugh. Because like all of them, other than one in the middle that she does, do make sense. Like you know that Niagara Falls begins with a no. So like you know that it's gonna be Niagara. Yeah. Like it makes sense. But like, yeah, but I've said N, it sounds like a no. Oh so my that's God. why I chose to do it that way. But like if the the purpose of it obviously is that like because it's phonetic, you're like, all oh, right, well, it must be this letter that this person wants to use because that's the word they've used to attach to it. But one of the words, I'm going to have to find it, she says it and I'm like, yeah, well, that doesn't help because it could be this or this. Uh, what is it? Can I can't remember. remember. That's what I'm right. saying. It's like, it could be, she says it and it could be like, it was, I think it was MRN, but the word she uses, it's like, well, you don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, yeah. but that is literally me when someone asked me to phonetically spell something. Right, there's a guy also because a of song. Iraq. Oh, that was really good as oh, well. I was crying laughing at that as yeah. well. Yeah. Sorry, I keep going off on that. Carry on. No, I was just gonna say like that is so me like with our accent. If you ever try and spell anything out, no one can ever tell no. like what you're trying to say. So people very often will ask me for the phonetic. By the way, Phil knows all the phonetic. Of course, Phil knows all the phonetic alphabet. So he finds it hilarious that I know absolutely not. I just feel like they need to update it because, like, <laughs> <laughs> update it. Do you know what though? I'm just laughed at that. You're probably right. Like, T for TikTok. <laughs> like F is it Foxtrot? Mm. What? What's that about? F for Facebook. <laughs> I bet you could do a social media A to Z for the phonetic alphabet. I just feel like there's so many more... A for algorithm. Like, what words that you would go to. Like, the reason I don't know it is because, like, my brain doesn't automatically go, oh, yes, of course, T for tango. <laughs> what does it go to, TikTok? <laughs> well, they just know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should create your own phonetic alphabet that's up to date. I think I will. In fact, let's run through it. A. Uh, Apple. Yeah, quite simple, but works, baby. <laughs> Big brand as well. Barbie. C. Cat. D. Dog, obviously. <laughs> dog. E. 
elephant. You can't do animals. Can we have stupid animals? It'd be a lot easier. You couldn't do elephant though. Why? Because someone who isn't good at writing. Has it, it got to be the same sex? Starts with it sounds like it sounds it starts like it it sounds like it starts with an ab. Elephant. Right, okay. So it'd have to be emu. Emu. E for emu. Right. Or E for why couldn't Fox just be Fox? Fo- Why haven't we yet spoken about Phoebe spelling a name? <laughs> B for Phoebe, H for E B, O for Obi, B for BB, E for Hello there, mate. <laughs> that's oh, one of the yeah. funniest if you don't like friends songs, but that was the I love that. Um yeah, why why is F not just Fox? Why Fox Trot? I I I'm really hung up on F, I think. You are F and T for some reason. Do you oh. use F and T a lot? considering your name's been Jen K and Jen Williams they're the the two that I know so they're the only examples I can give I was like G what's G Uh, golf golf hitches well this is going to be a long episode if you're doing it house Harry Potter (laughs) Harry Potter Harry Potter hotel hotel yeah hotel's fine that is fine India's fine some of them are genuinely okay but there are some that are like yeah, I just I can't remember. You've tried to teach me so many times and I still can't remember. I've never really tried to teach you. I've just shouted over the top when you're on the phone in another room going, Jay for... I just look for Phil. Jumping kangaroo! I should at least know like a postcode or something, but I don't even know what W is. Whiskey. Whiskey. You can't give away our postcode. No, I can't, but... I don't know why. It's not like people are going to put the house. Knocking on, I know your postcode, so I came round. All right, okay. How you doing? You're right, yeah, don't worry, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the worst is that could happen. Steal all our stuff. What, this microphone and laptop? Then I'll have no podcast to listen stuff. to. <laughs> anyway, phonetic alphabet needs updating, that's what we've learned today. Yeah, it is, yeah, so um, episode 134, done. <laughs> Useful information incoming. Yeah, hopefully. On food guilt. And why it's holding you back and how to overcome it. Ooh, that was like a joint introduction. It was almost like a, yeah, like a, you segued into the second half. Or, yeah, that happened. I enjoyed that. <laughs> you should do that more Just often. Ruined it. I know. I'm thinking like I write the titles, so I'm gonna write the theme to. No, I'm gonna write. <laughs> I'm gonna write the titles so that that always happens every week. All the quotes coming out today. Do it again. What do you want again? Like we'll do the title again. <laughs> Go on, it was good. I enjoyed it. Food guilt. Why it's holding you back? How to overcome it. Feel like you should like put that at the beginning. Like, Do you think? What's it called? Snippet it. Snippet it. Snippet. Snippet. Yeah. Snippet and move it. What's S in the phonetic alphabet? Yeah? Sausages. Yeah. <laughs> Food guilt. Why it's holding you back and how what to overcome it? it? Sausages. It's not. What is it? Sausages. What is it? Sausages. Tell me. <laughs> Sausages. <laughs> right. What is it? What usually so happens? <laughs> Not telling you. You Tell need to. You know, this is how you learn, Jen. <laughs> go S for sponge. Sponge. <laughs> Spongy sausages. What is it? I, I refuse to let you speak until you tell me what it is. So I'll just keep talking over, and you hate that so much. You do that most episodes. <laughs> to be fair, this will be no different from any of the other 133 episodes. Please, please tell me. Sierra. See it. Sierra. <laughs> Good grief! Oh. I just won't even spell that. It might not be that. I might be making it up. I would have gone with a C for Sierra. I'll be honest with what you. What if I'm making it up? It sounds like it would be right. Though. Oh, all right. Well, can we carry on then? Is it true? 
<laughs> See, this the point I was trying to make was it doesn't matter what I tell you as long as I say it with conviction because you're going to then <laughs> believe me and we can carry on. Because most of the time when you tell me, I'm like, oh, yeah. No, but what I'm trying to get at is that you just said to me that I don't know it. So if you don't tell me it, I'll speak over you. So if I just tell you it, that it's that, then we'll carry on, won't but we? But it sounds right. Like, I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Phonetic. I'd spell that. <laughs> phonetic alphabet. F for phonetic. F for phonetic. S for serial. <laughs> I knew it was right. I knew because I recognised it when you said it. Go on. Anyway, Sierra does begin with a C, doesn't it? It sounds like it Sierra. does. Sierra. She said that at the start of didn't she? You gotta see ya. Mm-hmm. Go on. Food girl. Why it's holding you back and that's overcoming. So, the typical cycle that you are likely to resonate with, like you've no doubt fallen into this trap because 99.99% of people that we work with have done. If you listen to this podcast, you've probably fallen into this trap as well. You tell yourself, actually that's a little bit blunt. You don't necessarily always tell yourself. A day may have told you Mm -hmm. or may have played a role within that uh, in terms of you not being allowed to eat something. So, it could go down the route of, not being allowed to eat over a certain amount of calories, not being allowed to uh, have more than a certain amount of sins, not being able to have like a certain food group like fats. It could be not being allowed to have certain specific foods like chocolate or bread or pasta or whatever it might be. So there's a there's a starting point of you saying or being told that you're not allowed to do something. And for a period of time, whether that's an hour, a morning, a day, a week, a month, however long you can do it for, you avoid it. So like you tell yourself you're not allowed, you're not allowed to have it, you won't have it, and you avoid it. And you manage to avoid it for a period of time. However, there comes a point where you eventually eat it. Now the reason why you eat it is different for everybody. It might be that you physically couldn't keep avoiding it. So let's say for example it's chocolate and then all of a sudden there's chocolates being passed around the office and then you end up having one. And you're like, oh, why did I do that? And you start to feel really guilty for it. You're like, I just Shouldn't have done that. Like, I shouldn't have done it. I feel really bad for doing that. I can't believe I've just broken that rule. And in order to then feel better, you comfort that feeling by eating more of it. And you may do that by just being like, oh, I'll just have another one. Or do you know what? Another one won't hurt. Or I'll have a couple more. Or I'll be fine if I just have some more. However, it's this then almost kind of like cycle of not being allowed it, avoiding it, have it, having it, feeling bad for it and then binging on it that then turns to you hitting what everybody knows as the solid button. And you're like, you know what? I just can't continue with this diet, with this approach. I I just need to take a few days off from it and then I'll start again. And the thing is, this could happen at 10 a.m. on a Monday morning. It could happen at 5 p.m. on a Friday. The thing you need to know that you already know that that this isn't going to be new information for you, it's going to happen at some point. And that is what is stopping you and that is what is holding you back from being consistent is from the cycle that you find yourself stuck in. Yes. And this is one that I have like tons of personal experience with. Like there were so many foods that like I felt guilt around eating and I, I approached it in many different ways. <laughs> in I very, it very often came from like a, a negative beat myself up. It's my fault kind of place. So I was like, well, it's just me. I just need to be more disciplined. But that didn't last long because I wasn't tackling it from the right way. I just need to have more willpower. That didn't last long either. Or I simply just didn't have the food in. But then the problem was when I did see it and get it 
I, I, I binged. So it, it, it's, they were short term solutions that ultimately led me back to that cycle and they didn't work. The only solution that did work was giving myself permission to eat the food. And the reason it worked is because I was allowed it. Like, it meant that there was nothing that I felt guilty for. And it meant that because it didn't feel like this restricted, taboo food, that I didn't almost... Because I think the, the mentality for a lot of us is well, I can't have it again after this episode, so I'm just going to eat loads of it so I can make the most of it. And that was where I used to come from. It was like, well, I've done it now. I may as well have loads because I'm not going to be able to have it again tomorrow because I need to start again. (laughs) Or like, I won't be able to have it again come Monday, so I may as well make the most of it. But by giving myself permission, it wasn't that you can't have it. So I was like, well, I could just have it again tomorrow if I wanted it tomorrow. So like, I don't need to keep eating it right now. And it meant that I felt more in control and I didn't hit that sodic button and I didn't feel this need to take a few days off and keep overeating it. I just kind of had it and then carried on with my day. And I think the big thing with this is it's really great for our mental health and our mental well-being because we're, we're not constantly beating ourselves up and we're not constantly being consumed by thoughts of food when we start to break this way of thinking down and as well as that you reduce the amount of food that you eat in, which means that you lose weight so if you've got a weight loss base goal actually by allowing yourself the food what it tends to do is mean that you eat less of it and it, it feels bonkers when you say this it does and i think we've both been guilty of this having way of trying to make it sound really simple you know like, oh just give yourself permission yeah it kind of is that simple but it's also not that simple it's that simple in the fact that that's what you need to do as step one like the first thing you need to do is give yourself permission but what often happens 99 times out of 100 is someone will give themselves that permission and they're like well i give myself permission but then i had 10 of them and there's almost that feeling of, so that doesn't work, so I'm going to go back to doing what I was previously doing, which also didn't work anyway. So you do it, you, you're not doing the new thing because it doesn't work, even though the last thing didn't work, and you'll go back to that. And it's often because it's more comfortable to be restrictive, to try to be disciplined, to try to find willpower. It's more comforting to be there because that's what you know. Like you, it's more comfortable because you've been there more times. It's the norm, isn't it? Yeah, you've over-restricted more times than you've not over-restricted. Mm. So it feels normal to be like, especially, you know, as uh, the way diet culture has kind of grown over the years, Mondays feel normal to restrict. Fridays feel normal to overeat. Like it mm. feels right. Like it wouldn't, for most people, and this is actually one of the, uh, a really good method of helping you to change the way you eat and the way you see food. For a lot of people, having fish and chips on a Monday evening wouldn't feel normal. Mm. It's Mark, I can't fish and chips on a Monday, that's Friday food. Mm-hmm. And it's a great way to actually, and we've not even put that into this episode, that's not even what we were going to chat about, but that is a great kind of like example of a comforting thing. Friday night, it feels normal, Monday it doesn't. But that's another mindset that needs changing. But anyway, before I go off on a big mm-hmm. tangent, there's a few reasons, and a couple of them we're going to speak about now, as to why you um, 
probably the first time, maybe even the first handful of times when you give yourself permission to eat them, you overeat. And the first one is you over the years have developed a belief around that food. So it could be a certain type of chocolate. It could be chocolate in general. It could be crisps. It could be bread. It could be anything. You will have developed a belief over the years that that is something that you binge on. And the reason you would have developed that belief is because you've got loads of proof that that's true. But the reason you've got proof that that's true is because you keep cutting it out. So you will consistently say, for example, and this example might not resonate, it might be a different food that you need to insert for this to make sense, but you might say to yourself, I'm not allowed chocolate. And because you keep saying you're not allowed it, you keep falling into that cycle and then keep binging on it. So now your belief that you have is that you binge on chocolate you have no control around it and you never will have control. That's a, that's a current belief that you have. And changing that belief takes time. It is as simple as giving yourself permission, but it's not as simple as giving yourself permission and then everything's solved and everything's fine and everything's easy. For most people, it will take weeks. Like it isn't a thing that happens in days. The good news is, and this is the way we like to see it is, it probably won't take months and you've been yo-yo dieting for years. So look at that comparison. It's going to take weeks rather than days, but at least it's not going to take months and you've been yo-yo dieting for years anyway. So we're talking about something that is going to provide you with a solution in weeks compared to the fact that you've been doing the same thing for years that still isn't working. So sometimes you've got to lean into that challenge, which is so difficult. And I'm not just plugging coaching here when I say this, I'm plugging support in general. Having support when you're doing this is vital simply because when you're going through this process on your own it's very easy the first time you overeat on something or binge on something to go this isn't working that whereas when you're working with someone and you have support it's it's not easy like we never lie we don't patronize but it's certainly easier when there's someone there with you on the journey saying like you can do this i believe in you to do this Mm -hmm. because when you don't believe in yourself having someone who still believes in you is like, it's it's invaluable. Like it's the best thing ever. And that is why we have the belief in every single person we ever work with, or else ultimately, I know it sounds blunt, we wouldn't work with them if we didn't believe they could achieve the goals. Um, that's just one of our values, isn't yeah. it? Like if we're, you know, on a call with someone and they're like, it's not just for, um, how do I word this without sounding really blunt and rude? Like, it, yes, it's for the person to be like, finding out more about the program and how it all works. But it's for us to be able to say like, oh, no, it's Jen. We're not both on the call. For mm-hmm. Jen to be able to be like, yeah, I can help you. Because mm-hmm. like, if Jen sat there and like, I can't help you, Jen ain't going to work with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, that's the blunt thing that I was trying to avoid. But it's just true. Because one of our big values is being able to help people. And so it's really important to remember that that support can be invaluable. Because the first time you try this, it's probably going to feel like it's not working, but actually the first bit of not working is what's going to lead you to it working. Yeah, and I think you've also got to embrace that idea that initially, I think I think a lot of people, a lot of reasons why people don't continue with that process is because the first time you do it, you probably do eat more than you need and want, and that feels really uncomfortable. And we don't like putting ourselves in uncomfortable positions, so mm-hmm. therefore. You're like, well, I don't want to do that again because I'm trying to lose weight here and I just ate all that food and I'm going to lose weight if I eat all that food, so I can't do that. 
but it's it's definitely the focusing on the the long term versus the short term when you're trying to work through this um and i think we told the bagel story before haven't we we have where if you've not heard it before we bought a pack of bagels we don't normally buy bagels we ate the first packet in a day <laughs> and then <I'm> on. <laughs> and then we bought another packet and then that lasted a few days and we bought another packet and then it was there for like a week or so mm-hmm. like it was just because it was new it was different like we were excited by it but it didn't take I mean, we didn't beat ourselves up about it we were just like buzzing that we had bagels and we were loving them I always use the example of it's like when you buy a new t-shirt like you can't wait to put it on and you wear it more than you probably should early doors I know I do anyway like, I buy a new item of clothing I'm like wearing that all the time <laughs> you get a bit bored of it and then before you know it like a few months have gone and it's at the back of your wardrobe and you're like ah oh, in fact, that's ironic because the jumper I'm wearing, I forgot about that. Yeah. When I, I know this isn't, well, it is video recorded, but this bit you probably won't see. But anyway, the jumper I've got on, um, when I first bought this, I probably wore it like, I'm not afraid to tell you every day. Like, every single day. <laughs> it did get washed at some point. At some point, yeah. About a month. Um, no earlier than that. But I used to wear it like so regularly. And then about a month ago, I was like looking through my wardrobe and I was like, oh my God, I've not worn that in forever. Mm. And I've worn it maybe 10 times in the last two weeks because I found it again. I'm excited again by it. I guarantee in another two weeks, I probably won't be wearing it as much. Yeah. It's just that new exposure or that renewal of exposure. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing, and I think this one's so important, it's, it's like all to do with your environment and creating, like if you find yourself overeating, it could be to do with the fact that or, or binging on it when you first do it or you, when you carry on through this process it might be that you did, just didn't do it in a safe space so for example uh, being able to feel in control around a food that we previously haven't felt in control of is 10 million times more difficult when you are with other people at some kind of social event or a family meal that that level of distraction that comes in is it makes it way more difficult to to really be in the moment so essentially what we want to do is we want to find a way to create that safe space for example having your tv or your phone off so like taking away those distractions in a quiet room you're seated you're not scoffing it as you're walking around the kitchen <laughs> you're focusing on the food and nothing else and you're putting it down in between bites you are exploring the taste and the texture and and I'd say another one that uh, we've not put on here is probably thinking about the the type that you are going for so I, I you've, again you've probably heard me talk about this loads in the past but um there are different levels to the foods that we restrict ourselves from I always use chocolate because it's a really nice example in that anything that's got more textures and flavors and tastes or even like if you think like a cookie that's got like loads of different um, thing or brownie that's got like bits added into it. Like we're, we're gonna wanna experience all the different flavors and tastes. Whereas if you can get something like solid, so like some kind of solid chocolate, it's much easier to create that experience and do that whole putting it down between bites and thinking about the taste and texture and feeling a bit more in control with something that's less appealing to our taste buds there's not as much for it to look for initially when you start this and then as you because realistically this is a skill like being it's essentially building mindfulness around food and that safe space is the first bit and then the choice of the food is the kind of second layer of that and the more 
we can do it with those less complex food the easier it then becomes to apply that same skill to the more complex foods and this is why we always think about like red amber green foods like i talked about the fact that my green food is um fredo my amber food is uh, my amber chocolate is kinder bueno and my red is gillian's like i talk about those three examples all the time when i'm thinking about this fredo's mostly i can have them in eat one day, feel fine about it, um, don't overeat, occasionally will, <laughs> but oh, no one's perfect, but um, the the green, Kinder Bueno for me has been amber for a really long time, this week we had Kinder Buenos in and I wasn't bothered by them and I actually said that to you and interestingly, so the first two I just had randomly when I wanted them and they were just there, they were out on the side as well um, and the third one I ate, I wasn't paying attention, I was working, I rushed it and I hadn't finished it and then I couldn't stop thinking about it and an hour later I ended up having the, th- the fourth one and I came to you didn't I and I said those kind of have been sat there that whole time and I've just had them the first two when I wanted them the third one because I didn't like sit with it and pay attention to eating it I wasn't satisfied by it so I wanted more and I think that is the perfect example of creating that safe space but that was a really nice moment for me i'm bigging myself up for that because kinder bueno has been an amber food for a really long time so i feel like we're in a gramba phase with the uh, kinder buenos now gramba phase gramba phase which is not, <laughs> not a color it's just green and amber if anybody was wondering yeah so and like we said that skill it'll develop over time to more complex foods to more challenging spaces and situations like but we want to make it as easy as we possibly can for ourselves to start to get used to giving ourselves permission to eat. 100%. And something that is really important to remember when you're going through this process is companies, not specifically chocolate companies, but companies in general are ahead of the game. They are pumping millions and millions and millions of pounds into marketing their products so that you eat them. And because of that, it makes mindful eating more difficult. Than, it's more difficult now than it's ever been, but it makes it more difficult every year there is always a new challenge the perfect example i can't remember the name of it for life for me what was that chocolate that i think cadbury's brought out like marvelous or something oh the one that had all the different yes like popping candy and smarties or whatever yeah. it was in it and... so you didn't know what was going to be in the next bite which meant that you was always chasing the next bite because it was that surprise mm. it was like, oh what's the next bit going to be so you finished it and that was because they, they didn't create that because they thought it'd be nice. They didn't create it thinking, oh, this would be good because people will enjoy it more. They created it knowing that you would purchase it because A, there's a surprise in the pack. You don't know what's in there. And as humans, we love surprises. Like we do. We love like getting something when we don't really know what it's going to be, even though we have to pay for it. Like we're paying mm-hmm. for it, but still not knowing. We're excited by like that. Like Fanta when they did that flavour. What's the flavour? Yeah, and it was like a plain... It was like purple thing and it didn't tell you what flavor it was yeah like we we pay because we don't know which is really really intriguing but that's just how the human brain works and then with the chocolate the marvelous chocolate as an example we eat our way all the way through it because we don't want to get halfway through then go i'll just leave it there because we don't know what the next bite's going to be so we want we chase it we want to know what that next thing Mm -hmm. is going to be and like i said they didn't do that thinking i bet everybody enjoys this they did it knowing you would finish it and knowing that not every bar is the same either. 
So like the next one you get, that's going to be new and different. I wonder what the next bike's going to be. And it was just that constant chasing of what's going to be next. I mean, one side of it, you could look at it and go, oh, it was brilliant marketing. But the other side is it's really not helping people when it comes to mindful eating. And that's why Jen was speaking about having a safe space and using you know, different types of foods. Like for example, if Jen was going to practice mindful eating now, she'd practice it with a Freddo. Because think how much better she's going to get, or how quick she'll get good at it because she's using a green food. Then when it becomes an amber food, she could then use an amber food, then use a red food, rather than just diving in at a red food and going, I'm going to use this first. Because you're going to find it more difficult as it is even in a safe space. So that's, pardon me, one way to work your way through it. But the point I wanted to make is the companies are against you. They're not working with you. Like they're working against you. So if you find it difficult, that's fine. Everybody does. That's totally normal. Yes. So, um, do you want me to put you on the spot or do you want to recap? Yeah, but I can't lean forward to remind myself what it was. It's to do the fine. Recap. I'll do the recap without leaning forwards. <laughs> okay. So, remember, there is a cycle that you fall into. That cycle is starting by you or somebody telling you that you aren't allowed to eat a certain food. That leads to undereating, overeating, food guilt, and then binging. There are many ways that people try to get out of it, whether it's willpower, discipline, just avoiding the food at all costs. None of it works. The way in which you overcome it is by giving yourself permission to eat the food. However, it isn't that simple because the first time you do it, you're going to feel like you've failed, which is why having support can be really beneficial. But the way in which you build up that uh, permission um, is by continuing to stay on that path, even when you feel like it's not working. The reason that it's difficult is because A, you have a belief about that food um, being something that you binge on, but you will eventually get there. And B, you ate it when you wasn't in a safe space. And because you wasn't in a safe space, like a social event or a family meal or whatever it might be, it was difficult to actually be aware of what you was consuming. Like Jen's example when she was working and eating a Kinder Bueno. However, you can create a safe space uh, by being in an environment where there's no distractions, uh, you're seated, the food's just in front of you, nothing else is in front of you. Think about how can it just be me and this chocolate or me and this item of food in this room. And always remembering that this will take time, but you will get there. That good for you, Jen? Fantastic. Yeah, I yawned when you were doing that. I know, what's up? I, I, I tried to answer you, but I was in the middle of a yawn. Right, I've got a great question for you. Phil's written his question down. Well, it's not that. I've, there's options. I've just changed one of them because that one would get to number one, so it's pointless me putting that in there. Right. I want you to rank three things, oh. but I didn't want to forget them, and I also didn't want to forget them because I know what's going to happen is you're going to go, what was that option again? And then I'd be able to come back to it really simply. I can see it. Well, it's pointless. You'll not be able to read this, right? <laughs> but I'll be able to write. So Go basically, on. I want you to rank these three things in order from your absolute favourite mm-hmm. to your least favourite. I bet you're on the list. No, no, it's... Um, oh. It's not people or things because right. that's pointless because I'll be first. So it's um, it's things that you like do or happen to. Uh, All right, go on then. I thought you were going to try and guess again. I'm like, can I just tell you the No, things? I was just going to clarify you said favourite top. Yeah, so number one is like your start at number three though, three to one because that's how oh, they do right. UK top 40, don't they? <laughs> okay. Let's leave some suspense for All right, number go one. On then. Anyway, so using a brand new sponge when you're doing the washing mm-hmm. up. Feels good, that, doesn't it? Yeah. Popping open a foil seal with a spoon. Uh. <laughs> Sound effects and everything this episode. Yeah. Putting new socks on. <gasps> okay. Right. Absolute least favourite of those. Least favourite? Mm. 
I'm going to go with the popping of the, the new seal. Interesting. Yeah, because I feel like that's just a momentary thing. Mm. Like, you do it, but then it's done. So it's quite short-lived, isn't it? It is. And then sometimes when... I, I Are you thinking the Biscoff thing that we use on our breakfast? Yeah. Love that. <laughs> and sometimes I don't even get to do it. I never do it anymore. I just peel it off, sorry. Do you? Yeah. Do you know why? How do you peel it, though? It's really easy to peel. Is it? Uh, that's what was, that was my answer to, do you know why? It's just really easy to peel off. Oh. And it stops there being foil around the edge. Oh, yeah, it would do that. I might go, I'll pop it, and then I'll just peel the edge off. Oh. Yeah, no, I think that one lasts. Okay. Just because it's so short-lived. Mm. And then coming in at number what two... What about if it was a coffee pot, though? Because you get the smell of coffee. <sighs> do they have that on coffee pots? Yeah, I don't remember the other day when I opened that. That was a seat. That was like a tin can seal, wasn't it? That was good, wasn't it? It was good. That was more of a... Yeah, it did make that noise. That was good. Who knew there was going to be so many sound effects in this episode? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I can't think of any more sound effects. And then number two, Mm. I think maybe the sponge thing. Mm. Because that is quite nice because you get like... You get a good couple of washes out of a new sponge before, like, it loses its appeal. <laughs> Do you know, like, when it's, like, quite firm and solid? <laughs> yeah. And, like... Sorry, I'm only laughing because you're going to find this stupid as well, but I wrote a story about sponge before. You wrote a story about what do you mean you wrote a story I just like writing, don't I? So I thought I'd write something about sponge. <laughs> I'll show it you later. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't... I can't move past this. What do you mean you wrote a story about a sponge? Well, I enjoy writing. <laughs> And I was like wanting to improve my descriptive writing. And I'd just done the washing up. So I was like, I'm going to write about that. <laughs> it, was quite, it was about using a new sponge. That's probably why I used it. Yes, because I remember. But it's just funny because you just pretty much said what I wrote. So we both have the same appeal to a sponge that's new. Which is really interesting. Why don't you do my washing up? <laughs> why do I do it all? Because you clearly enjoy it as much as I do. I thought you were going to say second place because you've then got to do the washing up. That's a good point. That's also a very good yeah, point. Yeah, because it's like, well, I'm going to... Like, as great as a new sponge is, it's like, it does involve washing up as well. Yeah, so. true. Although that's the other way around. You could look at it like, I've got to do the washing up, but... I've got a new sponge. Um, yeah, there's nothing worse, though, when you've got a new sponge and a really dirty pan. Oh, this is all in the story. <laughs> Honestly, you could have written it. You're laughing at me. You're laughing at me. We started having, we started keeping. Oh my god, you're just telling everyone my story. <laughs> That's in the honestly, I can't wait for you to read it. You're gonna love it. We started keeping the old sponge. The old sponge mm. for the dirty pans. Oh, this is it seems like we cook a, it's because we've got a griddle pan and one of those um what are they called? The the ones that you can put in the oven. Oh, I can never remember, but I really like it. The 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 ones with seed, doesn't it, I think. Mm. Dead heavy. Yeah, like the, the pans, you can put the full pan in the oven, basically. Yeah, shut the door like it doesn't Yeah, anything. but they both get quite, like, um, black, so they get quite dirty to wash up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started keeping the old sponge so that the new sponge stays new for longer. <laughs> I'm just loving the fact that like, I did it just as, like, a, do you know what? I had some free time, and I thought... I re- you, we speak a lot about the fact that I'm not great at, like, hobbies... Like, I enjoy my... Like, this is going to sound... I don't care how it sounds, actually, but I really enjoy my job. I enjoy doing work. So, like, I find myself doing it a lot. But I know it's really healthy to also have other things that you do. So you started writing very sponges. No, one of the things I enjoy (laughs) is writing. So I was like, well, I don't know what to write about. So I was like, 
I had this like spark of an idea, so I just wrote it down. It's great. I enjoyed Lovely. it. I had a great time. I want you to. I want. A, I want an additional episode, a bite-sized episode of the story of this. Well, it might come out as an audio book. You can buy it. <laughs> it's not that long of a story. I'm not going to. And then my top one's got to be new socks. There is not much better feeling of a pair of new socks on your feet. Well, I think I have got something that's better that I crossed out because I oh. knew it'd be it'd be too easy. What? Getting into a freshly made bed. Oh, you know, that a fresh, is good. Cut, fresh duvet cover and that. That is really. That's good. the first one that I wrote down, and I was like, "Well, that's pointless because that's always going to win." Because yeah. that's like that. It's like getting a, it's hug. Like a full body feeling, isn't it's it? It's like a full body yeah. hug, isn't it? That's so incredible. So I changed that to putting on socks because it's not quite new bedding. Challenge you to get in a new bed without going. <sighs> yeah, it's like opening a uh, tin can, isn't it? It's the same noise. Yeah, but then fresh socks. I feel like sometimes if you look at. They can go through one wash and you still you still get that like half a fresh sock feeling. It's like a new jumper, isn't it? It's got that real softness mm, to it. Yeah. And you put it in the washing machine and then you take it on this cardboard. Yeah, I hate that. Maybe I need to buy oh, Same with jeans as well. Mm. Lovely comfy jeans and then you put them in the wash and you put them like planks of wood on. Also. Anyway, we've got a baby to go and see. Not ours. Yeah, just okay. I was like, oh my God, they're doing a podcast <laughs> episode then. Is Jane Labour? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Jen's going to give him birth in half an hour. Three of Phil's friends have had babies a few weeks ago, so we're trying to go and see him before ours arrive. Um, so it's time to go. It is, right? Well, that's, apparently that's why I'm ending the episode. <laughs> well, you've got your top three, so I don't know what I'm on top about. Top three, sir. Don't know. I'll read you my sponge story in the way. Right, <laughs> have a good one, and um, we'll see you all next week. Bye.